Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show. Today we have another very special guest, somebody whom I met in, we met each other in what, 2017 in New York. Uh, she is a very big influencer across multiple platforms. Jem Wolfie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Buster. And coming from Australia, where in Australia are you? I'm from Perth, Western Australia, so it's the biggest state in the world. Just quick flex right there. Biggest state in the world? Yeah, it's huge. Wow. And I you know. told me before, right, right as we joined here that this is your second Zoom ever. Yeah, I've only had one Zoom when my accountant was overseas, so I had to Zoom her. Otherwise, I've avoided it at all costs. Um, so I, can't, I must be the only person in the world that hasn't used Zoom regularly. <laughs> So how do you talk to people? FaceTime? Yeah, FaceTime or email I, or face-to-face if I'm lucky. Well, very lucky. <laughs> um, do you remember when we first met? Do you remember? Yes, well, it was with Dunk at yeah, um, what, what court was it supposed to be at? And then we had to move this something street, third street. I don't know what it is. You know the main, the really, the really popular courts in New York that we were supposed to meet at, but we walked down the road. The Canal Street courts. Is that what they are? Yeah, I forget the name of them. People are going to forget me for forgetting, but. Um, yeah, so we met there um, at a little meet and greet that I had sort of organized with Duncan. It was uh, with Elliot, and um, it was really fun. I didn't expect anything, so that day was awesome. Yes. And then we did um, back, I, I used to do this show called The 60 Second Show. Oh and, my God. And you yeah. were. And you asked, yeah, I was like, who is this guy? Like, why am I, why, how did I get roped into this fucking show? <laughs> I didn't even know you were going to be there. I was like, I was like, he, I'm pretty sure um, we were playing like a, a game of, I don't know, we were like all standing on the three line and shooting. You remember that? Yeah, we were playing horse. Yeah, was it horse? I thought it was something. Yeah, it was kind of like horse. And um, yeah, I remember you. You were pretty good shooter. I remember your short, the shorts that you were wearing. That were pretty cool. Do you wow. remember the shorts? This was like three years ago. I don't remember. I barely remember my own name. I, I can't remember what shorts I was wearing. Yeah, you had um, the ones that had like all the logos on them. Oh yeah, it's Supreme shorts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the fact that I remember your outfit's weird. But um, by the way, this is Denny. What's up, Denny? Is he in different color eyes? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's super rad. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, that was such a fun day, though. And then we saw each other one more time since then. We went to yeah. Dave and Buster's last year. That was so much fun. I didn't want to go home, but you guys are leaving, so I was like, I'm going. <laughs> I don't even remember how crazy is that 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 was only a year ago. It was so random. Hey, your friend never your friend never sent me any shoes. <laughs> you remember how she was remember how she was promising to send me shoes? Who? Ben? The girl I can't remember her name, yeah. Oh Marcy's that girl. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um no, but that was so much fun at Dave and Buster's. I'm like a little kid running around there and I get so excited because I always beat everyone that I like in the shootout. I, think I won, right? Also, for the record. Yeah. That's I I can't remember if I won, but I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was surprised because I had thought that I had beaten you and I unfortunately hadn't. Yeah, that's right. And I was trying to get your friend to film it, so I had proof that I, <laughs> that I couldn't find your friend anyway. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so I, I want to I talk about how you got started on social media, because I don't even know the story. Um, you know, how, how did, did you start out on Instagram? Where did, what's the origin story of you as a social media human being? <laughs> um, I sort of started off both Instagram and Facebook because about seven, six, seven years ago is when I started using social media more than like your average person. And I was just like posting ridiculous amounts, like three times a day. And most of it would be like either food that I would cook because I'm a chef um, or also, oh, <laughs> you're really going to play with that while I'm on an interview? <laughs> if that gets annoying, I'll throw them out. 
Um, okay, I know it's gonna get annoying. Hold on. <laughs> No puppy. No puppy. Sorry. You're good. Come here. Come on. Got you, Josh. Good boy. Um. Well, between very, very nice, very nice ring light, by the way. I can see in the reflection. Oh, can you? Yeah, I just bought it literally like yesterday. Um, he's probably. Between the squeaking the toy inside or he making noise outside, he's probably just going to cry the whole time. So I'm going to try and figure out how to make this work. Sorry about that. You're good. But um, yeah, so I was posting like workout videos and food that I would cook and I was posting so regularly, like people must have been so annoyed at how often I post, but it was de definitely getting a lot of traction and a lot of followers. I think I had like, I maybe hit like 10,000 followers in 2015 or something. And that was pretty big for me. So I was like, That's early decided to make something of it as I, well, I didn't really think of, I didn't really like make a decision like, yes, I'm going to go and like pursue social media. It just kind of happened as I was posting, but I still was running my catering company at the same time. And I was running that for three years up until pretty much like Instagram and social media took over and so was in Australia you were doing mm -hmm. catering for yeah. every like event like, every, like your, your average person who wanted basically I would cook your meal prep food for the week and deliver it to your door so I would just yeah like I'd also cater for functions and for um, parties and stuff not as much I would more so do yeah like your meal prep um, for dinners and lunches throughout the week and deliver those and you so that's what I did. all yourself or did you have a team? I did it all myself. I was at the point where I definitely needed a team. Um, I definitely needed a delivery person because I was starting to get like fans and stuff order off me just to meet me and it was getting creepy. Well, so, so whack. <laughs> I know. So it got to the point where I was like, what am I going to do? It was like 2017 and I was like, oh no, it was, yeah, like the beginning of 2017, I was like, do I take this to another level and like yeah hire staff um and or do I just not do it anymore or try and figure out how to like put it online and actually like use my platform to my advantage in different ways um and I just yeah I just wanted to think worldwide and I didn't want to be like stuck locally and just be focused on that only so I decided to my parents disappointment that I wasn't going to cook physically anymore and I was going to put all my recipes online as well as start to get more collaborations, more sponsors. Um, so this was all around, yeah, like 2015, 2016, 2017. That's when I sort of made that transition from cooking to like doing Instagram promotions full time. Do you ever want to relaunch a catering business or do you still have any aspirations in that space? Like have a show <laughs> around cooking or anything? Oh, the show thing, yeah. Like I had wanted to do a little like YouTube cooking show for a while and that um, the motivation behind that kind of just disappeared. <laughs> wanted, oh, no, you should like, do that. I know. I think I should still do it because like I built the most beautiful kitchen perfectly to run a like YouTube cooking show and I have all the equipment and the lighting and the cameras to do so. So I could do it. But um yeah, like cooking, my passion for cooking goes up and down. So like I think about sometimes I go, yeah, it would be really nice to have like my own little cafe or yeah, like a cooking show or both. And then sometimes I go, no, fuck that. I would hate to go back to cooking. Like cooking was stressful. It's not as enjoyable as you'd think. You know, so. It would be cool though if you, and now that you're a pro at Zoom, if you taught people how to like others, like celebrities and influential people, how to cook over Zoom, that that's way you can do it with anybody idea. in like, the world. That's not a bad idea, Buster. I might well, have to cut it's all yours if you want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might have to cut profits for that idea. No, I think I, yeah, if I go back to cooking, it would have to be somehow, like you said, like online based because going from being like, maximizing my platform worldwide to just going back to something local makes no sense but you know who knows but yeah cooking is fun this uh this year i learned yeah. how to make eggs i learned how to boil pasta Ch believe me so oh. wait you're really young though i forget how young you are 
So that's kind of fair enough. I mean, still, <laughs> I should have learned long before, but I had just been, because when I, I graduated high school, I moved to the city, I just ate out yeah. for my first really? year and a half, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, did your parents teach you how to cook? Not, I kind of just shrugged it off anytime they tried because I'm, I've always been a big microwave guy, uh, oh my but God. eventually it got to the point where I had to learn because I wanted to start taking yeah. my diet and fitness seriously because, you know, there's yeah. like, like you, I was working out a ton, but yeah. based on my diet, it was just neutral and I had yeah. to, I had to make one better, um, so you're cooking eggs and you're boiling pasta. Yeah, making make know how to you know grill stuff now and you know boil vegetables and yeah. Almost, almost never eat out now, so complete three sixty. Really, that's amazing that you almost never eat out. That's insane. Like even I, I cook for myself, but I eat out all the time because that's my like excitement of the week is when I get to go eat out. That's your excitement. <laughs> yeah, that's fun for me. No, that's good. So you, you're, you're doing this catering stuff, then you transition into Facebook. And that's how I know you're an OG on social because you talk about uh, Facebook from like an influencer standpoint. That yeah, was, I got started with the basketball stuff on Facebook because that oh, was that's... where organic reach back when you were talking about was unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, I know that. Yeah, that's right. You didn't have to put money into it and it would just go viral sort of the same way that like TikTok goes viral now. You don't exactly. have to even try. But yeah, it was, um, I definitely was using Facebook and Instagram at the same time for sure. Like that was a collaboration on both and I was doing the whole like share between the two. So um, yeah, that was, that kind of just happened by itself. I wasn't like consciously like, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to grow this into a business. It just kind of happened, you know, and it got to the point where it, I think I hit a million followers and I was still like, I don't know what to do. Like, do I pursue this and absolutely maximize my platform or keep cooking? And just like, I don't know. I, and I was kind of hustling at that point still. Like I was only getting paid. Like if you think about what, in, what influencers get paid now when they have a million followers, I gag when I paid an influencer who had 300,000 followers to promote my workout range that I just launched like a few months ago. And I couldn't believe it because when I had a million followers, I was only charging like $300. But at, this was years ago. So at the time, I know that's hilarious and you can laugh at that now, but like <laughs> years ago, it wasn't as Pop, you couldn't just like pull rates out of your ass. Well, yeah, actually you could, but like <laughs> you kind of just had to um, take what you would get and just hustle and get as many as you could and then work your way up to a higher rate. But yeah, I just can't believe what influencers get paid now. It's insane. Uh, I had a, I had a brand expert on this podcast a few weeks ago and he told me something that I will never forget about paying influencers because his his whole job is you know paying on on behalf of other brands and yeah. getting influencers deals he said uh, if you ask somebody their rate and offer yeah. them 10 percent of what they asked for they will take it 90 plus percent of the time and I was just really? like oh my god if it's something simple really? Yeah, if it's something simple like this story post or whatever, oh, okay, yeah. um, then people because that's never about, happened to me before. I've never, no one's ever offered ten percent. Oh, they've definitely offered really low, and I've tried and I've worked them up to higher. But I've never had that happen to me. But I wouldn't. I'm, I'm not sure, surprised that it happens yeah. to others for sure. Like I'm sure, the ten percent's an exaggeration. He just needs <laughs> major lowball, but. Um, but, but influencers will just put out a high rate or their, their agents will or their managers or whatever will just put out a really ridiculously high rate. I just, it's almost a joke. Like it's, it's like, how can you even ask that for doing fuck all like cover? But, um, but yeah, now I've got standards, you know? Well, the thing about being an influencer too, which is different from any other business, there's no overhead to your brand. It's not like it's it not really. No, there's very, very, very low overheads. My profits are really high compared to what I spend. But I mean, you still got your equipment, you got a lot of bills to pay still that um, keep, keep your business going. I have extremely high lawyer fees, 
which when you do yeah. what I do, especially OnlyFans stuff, and then still you you trademarking stuff, you 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 um cease and whatever it's called. Yes. <laughs> that there you go. All those stuff which I'm constantly doing that that ends up costing a lot. You got I've got a high accounting fee. I've got bookkeepers that run all my um keep track of everything for me. Um, which a lot of these things, not the lawyers, but a lot of things that um, influence could do themselves. But I got to a point where it just, oh, it was overtaking my business. And I was like, I have to pay someone to do this. So I have quite, um, I don't have a manager, so I don't have to pay them any fees. Smart. But I don't need one. I'm a strong believer in that. Yeah, you don't need one. You do not need one. Unless you're like 16 and you have no idea what you're doing and you need contacts to people. I think that would be one thing. If you were living in LA and you needed like contacts with people and you didn't know anyone there, that could help. But even then, like you just reach out, you know? Even then, make yourself available and put an adult, uh, you know, in charge. And what I would do is if I were somebody young with a following or anybody for that matter, I would mm-hmm. get a friend to man to like just handle it for a yeah. like pay them a dollar amount. Yeah, let's say you're getting paid, uh, you know, ten thousand dollars a post, and you're doing a few of them a month. Pay your homie two thousand yeah. bucks a month to just handle yeah. it instead yeah. of or like reply to emails or just do like the admin stuff that you don't really want to do. But a lot of people, you'd be surprised. I have a lot of friends who are like running um, Instagram accounts, trying to push it to like, you know, more than 10K plus, And they have no idea what they're doing. And they're asking me for advice that it like, you know, how often should I be posting or what, what advice would you give to grow and da, 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 da. And so it's like, you would be surprised that there are a lot of people who are trying to do it that don't know how. So there is a market for people who want to do like consulting and managing and agency and work and all that type of stuff. There's a huge market for that. Because the demand is there, obviously more and more people these days are wanting to try and make it big on social media. Totally. Do you think? Or that- they have an existing bis- business already and want to like promote that through social media. Right. Do you think that you know social in general is pretty oversaturated, or do you think, and then that on top of that, do you have to be more unique than ever now, or do you think there's still you know tons of open room if? if you're talented or good at whatever you do. Yeah, I think especially now with how Instagram's um, algorithm is run and how it's really hard to get seen now, um, I think you probably do have to have something viral worthy to post, otherwise you might not get seen. But I think for OGs, like I'd almost include myself as an OG and then there'd be like other OGs like Samurai and uh, I don't really, follow anyone else so I don't really know (laughs) I don't know but you know people who have been on social media for um, on Instagram for at least like six seven years and have been big on there and known I think it's easier because you're always going to be like people remember the name whereas like up and coming now would definitely be hard because like you said it is I think it is saturated now so you have to really stand out and have something special about you to grow fast right now but back in the day it wasn't that hard Mm. Back All in- I had to do was dribble some basketballs in a crop top and I fucking made it. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Because there wasn't that many, there was always way better girl ballers than me, but they didn't look like me. And I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to flex too hard, but I think it definitely came down to how I looked. And I do have, a, I have a low amount of skills, but at least I have skills there. And when it comes to, um, just your basic shit like handling and shooting. I can't really play games, but um, when people saw that and I'd put like hot new hip hop over it and I'd always get reposted on world star, that just goes crazy, but that doesn't happen anymore. And that doesn't happen for me. And I don't think that happens for many others anymore. Cause it just does, things don't go as viral on Instagram specifically, um, but other platforms maybe. Yeah. Interesting. Now you were talking about, having to send out cease and desist for people is that something you have to do frequently um not all the time but i've definitely had to send out quite a few for people who were like making their own merchandise with my photos on it and stuff oh damn so yeah you have to stop people from making that's a no that's a big no-go yeah and then there would be the odd occasion where um people were making like premium snapchats that weren't me but they're taking my OnlyFans photos and selling them on there 
So once again, like people who make money off me, they have to be stopped. Whereas people who um, just repost my OnlyFans content for free will just get like, um, they'll just get blocked, but they're not actually like making money off me. So they won't get a cease and desist. But um, yeah, they would, I'm constantly paying lawyers to like just take down all my content off any sites that have been shared for free. I mean, that's just what you get when you do what I do. Yeah, it makes sense. No, it's smart that you go after them because that I, I would imagine helps the main business back over again. Yeah, for sure. Like eventually it would. But even if it doesn't, it's just sort of the principle of the matter. You know what I mean? Right. Like some people are paying for it. So you don't want people getting it for free if some mm. others are paying, you know? Right. And that, that would be applicable to every business. And that's another reason, you know, I, I don't know if this necessarily applies to this exactly, but um, when somebody has a brand, right, um, you know, or for your merchandise, let's say, your friends, the people you know in real life, should be paying full price instead of asking for things for free. This is a subject that I think is especially important to talk about around the holidays. My friends, everybody listening, buy from your friends' brands. Do not buy yeah. from brands who you have no idea who owns them. Yeah. I've been very lucky. A lot of my friends have gone and bought, I offered them for free, obviously, and some took it, but then they also would go and like buy more of my merch or they'll just go out and without me knowing and go and buy a whole bunch of it. And so they come out and really support me and it means so much to me, even if they, maybe they don't even really want it that bad. They just might be just doing it to support me. So I've been very lucky, but yeah. Sounds like you got a great group of people around you. <laughs> yeah. What about you? I love, um, obviously, so I love when people try to give me their merch and yeah. then that's an opportunity to go around their back and buy it. And then like, yeah. that's my favorite when I get to do that for friends. Yeah. I don't let anybody, unless they send it to me without me knowing, Yeah, I usually don't let them unless it's like a big, big brand um, yeah. or it's like seating or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I really appreciate when friends do support instead of asking for it. Cause like when I do drops, like usually it'll be something super, super high quality. And like for Hoops yeah. Nation, for example, high quality and very limited. I can't yeah. give my friends, you know, a one yeah. out of a hundred if it's a custom yeah. jacket that we only did a hundred of. Like yeah, a, no, you know, and that is a problem that I, I, if I could give myself a piece of advice from like two years ago, I would definitely remind myself of that. Now, if you could go back and tell yourself something, you know, let's, let's put the timeline at when we first met each other in 2017, what piece of advice would you tell yourself from then? Stop wasting time on boys. Really? <laughs> I already, I, I, I took my own advice, so that was fine. No, I think also like stop caring about what other people think of you. And I didn't really, but I, I did care more so then than I do now. But even then I would say, I don't give a fuck what people think. Like I would have that attitude, but I really deep down, like I did kind of care about what people thought. So I was like, limit. yeah, everybody does. And you can say, oh, I don't care, but to a degree, everyone does. Otherwise you would just be doing reckless things, I guess, or I don't know. But yeah, I think just don't worry about what others think and don't waste your time on people, not specifically boys, I guess in general, just people who aren't worthy of your time and don't see your value and take you for take advantage of you and take you for granted so those would those would be things i would say to myself from three years ago that's big you know reciprocating respect that's how yeah. i try to look at people who i spend time with like, all right do we reciprocate the same respect yeah. to each other yeah and that yeah. is so important you know when you're talking about people valuing you and yeah expecting you and everything of that nature you said yeah. don't waste time on boys what is that what, what, what does that stem from <laughs> what, what do you mean what's that stem from uh obviously me wasting time on boys and then I go you know what stop doing that uh because I don't know yeah like I don't really talk about guys in any on any platforms ever but I will tell you that I haven't been involved with any guys at all for uh, over five years. Like, and I'm how not... much has that helped your work? 
so Where's... much not just my, my not just work but um my health my mental health physical health literally everything has gotten better in my life since i stopped fucking around with guys and, and i'm talking like even just messing around with them just even talking to them what, what a waste of time that is <laughs> but i'm not at, at the same time i'm not anti-male i'm not like fuck guys i'm just like for me it's not my it's not for me in in at this time in my life it's not for me who knows before it was and later down the track it might be but for now i'm just concentrating on my business um my puppies my house that i just built um i've been just so busy oh yeah i just built this house what do you mean you built it oh i didn't physically (laughs) i didn't get the (laughs) yeah but like you cooked I i paid someone um, amazing congrats thank you and yeah like buying i bought like five cars this year so i've been busy five cars, <laughs> five cars been, for um family and then also me oh that's very nice thank you i think yeah so i don't even have time to think about guys but at the same time i do really want a family in the future so that kind of goes hand in hand so I might have to consider that later down the track. But yeah, right that's, now. that's an interesting one that I've, this year I've spent a lot of time thinking about um, in the sense of, you know, whether there are any examples, any, where a relationship is beneficial mm. to a business and work. Yeah, I haven't seen it physically myself in person, but uh, you see people, uh, uh, for example, I think you see like a few people like fitness couples and stuff, start up gyms and they do it together. And it's like both of them starting at the gym or starting at the fitness business. Or I see a lot of online relationships where they do have their businesses that they do together, but you never know like how it really goes. And in the end, it's probably going to be just one of them running the business if right. things don't go the right way. Also, doing business with your significant other is a recipe for disaster. Oh, I know that. I've never done it and I never would. I can't believe, like, yeah. I think like 10 years ago, I thought about it once and I couldn't believe that I thought oh, about God. it. Oh, <laughs> you can't. You just can't do it. It's, no. yeah, I would, I, I thank goodness. Um, but, you know, I, I think... Because like what people always say to me when they talk about it, they're like, all right, you have uh, 100% energy, right? So you have 100% now, I have 100% now. Um, But when you're in any relationship, minimum, you're giving up 30. Maximum, you're giving up 70% of your daily energy. So just knock that out of the way. And now you're left with 30% of like your energy for the day. Like, your mental like what you're thinking about your thoughts and everything of that nature and that yeah, really fascinates me i'm a big supporter of not even not just like business but when it comes to um, a healthy relationship you also need to live your own separate lives and then come together at the end of the day or you know on the weekends and spend quality time together but when uh, i could imagine if you work with someone you'd be with them all day every day and then you don't have that cherished quality time together and you're suffocating each other and you're not having living your own separate lives with you know your own business or your own friends and your own family and doing your own things when people are on top of each other that's when i can imagine it can't be too healthy right that's a great point yeah i think you know not even to get into corona and the pandemic which i think only expedited you know things like what what you're talking about where people are on top of each other and that can kill a great relationship but um But yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's really interesting. But you did say you wanted a family one day? Yeah, well, I want kids. So that's where, that's where I'm at now. I want kids and I don't want them right this minute, but I want them within the next like three years or so. And I want, well, I want to at least try. Three years? (laughs) Yeah, anybody listening? I mean, if they're. I mean, sorry, I want to try within the next three years and yeah not like right now as I said but who knows like it could take many many years to even fall pregnant and I don't even know how to go down that route and how I would like work that all out but that's something I've always wanted like I have such motherly instincts I'm such like a I'm just have nurturing nature do you know what I mean 
I do. I do. And I think that's a, that's a great quality. And that's awesome that, that you have those aspirations. Um, you want to be a daddy? <laughs> somebody's going somebody's gonna to clip that. It's not going to be good. I know. <laughs> um, what are you what are you most passionate about heading into 2021 i know you know you probably won't say it but i'll I'll give you the the flex that you're number one on a social media platform which is who the hell is number one it's like on instagram it's highly yeah. no i think no, it's, selena. it's selena so it's yeah, so it's one million. yeah. Um, that's a huge flex. but that's because that's because I jumped on OnlyFans really early when, when, hang on, I'm gonna, sorry, but interrupt. On OnlyFans so many years ago, well, three years ago, um, before it was popping, before everyone jumped on it, like Cardi B and Beyonce dropped it in a song, and who else? So many, so many people are talking about it or on it. So I think that, um, that's what kept me going because I made a lot of money in the first two years and that's what kept me at the number one spot even though there are a lot of celebrities on it now the fact that I'm number one was based off the of my total overall income and the popularity that I have on there uh, but like the consistency of it so yeah that's crazy I've never <laughs> I've never even looked at the platform I only know they're them by their business model because I've yeah. I've, I've really analyzed it because it's interesting. And somebody actually came to me with a uh, an app that they wanted to make the PG version of it. Um, There's so many PG versions of it already. Like, um, but what makes it it is that it's not PG. That's where yeah. the enticing factor is. But do you know what's funny? OnlyFans. I'm friends with the CEO. He's really awesome. I love him. His name is Tim. But he, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to throw him under the bus, but they, they do really like um, try to promote the fact that they are actually or can be PG. They, they try to steer away from that adult um, side of things, even though everybody knows that's like 90% of the users on there, maybe even higher percentage than that. But um, they do try and steer away from that just to keep it, like more appealing to maybe celebrities and there are a lot of celebrities on there now but maybe in the beginning there was a stigma around it and the stigma was that it was only for adult like content creators only but that's actually not what it's for and like it's just for basically putting extra content out there that you want to get paid for whether it be you could do like behind the scenes stuff or you could do like interviews that you don't want to put all out you can do like snippets on socials and then chuck the whole hour worth of it up on OnlyFans or something like that. Isn't there something called like Cameo or no, not Cameo. Patreon. Like, Patreon. That's the one. And that's like, so I know this like guy who taught guitar and guy who taught singing lessons on there. And he would do like quick five minute tutorials on YouTube and be like, do you want a full lesson? Chuck, jump on my Patreon. And like people use that for OnlyFans too. And yeah, but there obviously is a huge adult side to it as well. What percentage do they take? They take 20%. That's I high. I, I, wonder, <laughs> I wonder how it's... Me over here talking this. about, I should like have my own website that has no one take any percentage of it and the full income comes to me. But, but at the, mm. the question would be how many people from that platform go to you through the platform? Yeah, exactly. Like how and, many people discover yeah. And I would never be number one of any platform if I just had my, if I never used OnlyFans and I only Number just, one gem. Yeah, no, I'm the number one of my own website. Cool, good job. Like, that's not a flex. But um, yeah, and the publicity you get for being a, a number one OnlyFans, that brings more fans and more followers on there. So, and the talk about and the articles and the news and the everything, like constantly in Daily Mail and on Snapchat, it's like story page or news page. So... Like getting that, it comes from being on OnlyFans. It's not something like it's worth. I, I truly believe it's worth it taking them, them taking the twenty percent. Um, it's honestly worth it, and they love me for it too because they made a lot of. <laughs> That's insane and amazing. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's really been wild in the last year to see how the public perception of it has changed. It's and changed so much. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was just pouring myself a glass of water, just thinking about it's insane how people thought about it when I started, which is at the beginning of 2018, I think. And they, it was just like so much judgment, so much judgment came to me for that. And it was just like from everyone, like, what are you doing? Like, what is that? What is it? And now it's just like, everyone's on OnlyFans. And if they're not on OnlyFans, they're asking me, Jem, how do I get onto OnlyFans? It's, it's not even a question that should even exist. You, it's literally like starting a Facebook account. It's just like an any account. You don't really like need to know how to start it. It's just like making a page. Do you know what I mean? But people want to know how to be big and successful on there. And you just got to figure it out yourself. Like there's nothing that I could really tell you that's going to make you grow on there. Do you know what I mean? Like you just got to do your own thing. Right. Yeah, I'm not I'm not any expert on, on the platform <laughs> or anything like that, but But you um, can imagine that like it is whatever you want it to be. Oh, totally. And I you know, I think obviously having an audience outside helps a lot. So Oh totally. Um, that's so true. And that's why I tell if people do ask, I just tell them, look, you gotta have a following first and a lot of content ready to go if you wanna actually start one. But that would be my only advice is and also to just sort of like stick to what you want to do. Like there's a lot of girls that will start off and be like, I'm just going to be like a beauty vlogger on there and just do like makeup tutorials and stuff. And then the next week they're doing full nudes and there's nothing wrong with that at all. But it ha it's like, because they get pressured and that's why another reason why it's just like, forget getting pressured by people because that's what guys will do on OnlyFans that constantly be like, your OnlyFans suck because you don't do like full nude nudity and stuff, which I don't. And they will hate me for that and they'll get angry and they'll call me scammers. And I've never like promised that I would do like full nudes anyway. Like you, I've never gone and been like, I do explicit, really explicit stuff on it. So I don't, and I've never said that. So when people call me scam, that I scam people, it's like, I just roll my eyes. It's just like typical guys, just because that's like, that's where the name OnlyFans is that's why it's well, frustrating. Let me, let me interject for a second. Yeah. You're saying typical guys, but a very small percentage of the guys out there are on there at all. Yeah, sorry. Typical guys that are on my OnlyFans. There we go. <laughs> That's so true. They will, yeah, they'll try and shame you for not doing what they think an OnlyFans creator would, even though you've never said that's what you're going to do. And um, even even Cardi B's trying to defend herself and going, I never said I was doing nudes. I'm only doing like behind the scenes of my uh, like music videos and stuff. So she's even like, for her to even post something like that, she's obviously getting pressured and comments and messages. Like, why aren't you posting what you should be posting on OnlyFans, which is pathetic. It's like, why should you be posting what you should be posting whatever you want? You know what I mean? But like, yeah, everyone will cop it. Everyone who starts on OnlyFans will be like, why aren't you doing porn, basically, if you aren't doing that? And you know what? Where would you go from there anyway, even if you did do that? How are you going to keep all you? <laughs> Where do you go from that? You have to start somewhere, you know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm going. My dog's like taking all his puppy pee pads out of his room and he's tearing them up. <laughs> Can you remember that? Guy? That's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's really crazy. I hate people who are mean or pressuring on social media and on all yeah. platforms but yeah that's that's crazy well I think it's the classic thing of like when you're behind a screen things feel very different um, yeah you probably wouldn't say that to someone's face but you are probably would happily say it, especially on OnlyFans because you're anonymous on there so oh, like really yeah you can't be tracked or anything or traced you don't have a name you don't have a photo nothing so Sounds so Black Mirror. You ever seen that show? Yes. Yes. Oh my Great god, they show. should do a new episode about episode about it. But like You ever see the dating episode on there? Oh, I watched them all, all of them about two years ago. So it's the one with the timer where your relationship is timed and they have to like oh. the matrix. Oh yeah, I think I remember that one. Yeah. There was so many. 
exciting. lot of those end up coming true. Like there was a, a political episode, I think like the first episode of the whole thing on just how a, I think it was a cartoon bear uh, who just said really loud and rude and mean things, similar to a man who is a high-powered politician here. And he won because the negativity he was able to bring, it was just captivating. And everybody voted for like this bear, this cartoon yeah. balloon or whatever the hell. Is this before Trump? Yeah, I think so. Black Mirror's have been around for a while. Oh, okay. That's crazy. Yeah, I think it was like it took place in uh in England too. Really. Oh. Yeah, there was a lot of it was an English show, wasn't it? It might have been. You might no, have... there was a couple of that were in America. I remember the one with Miley Cyrus. That was that was a great one. Yeah, she was, <laughs> she did great. She's a great actress. Um so you you do this OnlyFans thing. You're number one, you make a lot of money from that. Do you then do you have plans on pivoting and turning it into another business? Do you want to build a brand? How do you invest your money? How do, where do you go from, from there? Okay. Um, that's a very good question. <laughs> I haven't thought really far ahead and I try not to do that because a lot of people would ask me five years ago, what do you want to do with social media? And I had no idea. And they'd even be like, what do you, do you, are you still going to be taking photos in your underwear when you're 30? And I was like, oh, no, I, I probably wouldn't be doing that. Bitch, look at me now. I'm nearly 30 and I'm still doing it and I'm happy as ever. And I'm so glad that, like, I, I mean, I was almost, like, shamed into, not shamed, but pressured into saying that answer because the way that I was asked that question was like, oh, do you, do you really think you're going to be doing that in, you know, when you're 30? Like, come on now. Like, surely you would have grown up by then. But... And I thought about it and I was like, no, that's so far in the future. Like, no, I don't think I'll be doing that. I think I'll be doing adult things. I'll probably have a kid by then. But like, not that I'm not doing adult things. I'm running an empire over here. But at yeah. the same time, it involves me still taking photos that I know are going to make me money. And at the end of the day, my main priority right now is making as much money as I can while I still can because it's not going to last. And no, I won't be doing OnlyFans for a long time. Um, Yes, I invest a lot of my money. A huge portion of my money is in shares, term deposits, property. Like almost half of my income has gone towards investments. And then I also started my fitness range. That's not like merchandise. I, I was doing my merch like a couple of years ago, but I turned it into like its own brand. So it's not really, it is still attached to me in a way um, because it's called Workouts by Wolfie. But it's um, it's not really merch because it's kind of its own label. So I have been doing that, but that's definitely not like where all the money's at as far as if you're comparing that to the OnlyFans income. Right. But um, yeah, I haven't really thought too far ahead as like what's next because I it wouldn't it be nice to like build up my um, build up all my investments to the point where I can like just live off that and not saying I want to reti fully retire or anything, but it would be cool to just like not have to worry about constantly producing more money and just like have my money work for me. Freedom. Yeah. Yes. And that's what money is at the end of the day, people will judge you for being greedy, whatever, but at the end of the day, money is freedom and money is also, um, money can help you help others and that's what I love doing I love being able to help others help my family help support charities and that's why I do what I do I don't do it really for myself like I have a small house my house isn't like a crazy mansion I um okay my cars are a little bit of <laughs> can't really count that that's they're a bit extra but everyone loves something you know I don't have any designer clothes I don't wear any jewelry I don't have any nice clothes I only have two really cool pairs of kicks and that's it like I don't have a lot of stuff I just save all my money invest it and then hope that I and help a lot of people along the way hopefully that's amazing it's funny too you know I, I have a question to follow this up with but if you ask me what my five-year plan is yeah uh, my answer is that my five-year plan changes every five minutes yeah uh, that's so true and you know looking back there's not a single person out there 
unless we're talking about like somebody who works in corporate and their goal is like, oh, I want to be at the next level in this yeah, corporate yeah, job. Cool. That is a tangible five-year plan that you can achieve yeah, cool. time and doing something very diligently. But as somebody very poignantly put it to me once, uh, a salary is a drug uh, to keep you from pursuing your passion. Um, Absolutely true. And but at the end of the day, I, I agree with that. I really agree with that. But then at the same time, there are people who there's not not everyone not every single person in the world was meant to be like an entrepreneur and create their own business and no, no, run but they should business. be doing what they love oh of course of course but there's you know doctors out there that love what they do i've got nurse friends who are amazing and love their job but that is a salary they're all salary jobs and like yeah, but that, it doesn't like, count if you're doing what you love that only applies okay, to okay, people, okay, okay. That applies to people who like who went to college and yeah. get a job to pay off the debt from the college and then they did something they didn't yeah. enjoy and then they have to keep doing it, keep doing it and then it gets to a point where they can't go back and change things because they have dependencies like a family and other things. A thousand percent. No, I know a lot of people who are in a job where you go, how's work? And they just go, meh, like, it's whatever. You know, they don't love it and they might love the people that they work with and that's cool, but the actual job itself, like, I'm not really sure how you could be really passionate about it but um, it could be fulfilling. You never know. I try not to judge people who work in like office jobs or a job that you think, oh, just because you don't enjoy it, they may not. But I, I understand that there must be j jobs where people just hate it and they're just doing it to pay off their debt. Not just that, but then you have empathy for people who work a job that they might hate but they're in a financial situation where they have to support their families or they ha they're they in so much debt and they can't get out of it and they can't just go off and like start a job from nothing and start from scratch because they're literally in like, they, they'll die without or their family won't eat without it. Although the flip side of it, which for everybody listening to this, it means that they have tech, they have a phone, they have a computer, whatever they have. And the off hours that you do have, you can create something for yourself. I agree. Yeah, I totally um, agree. So even if it's a hobby at the beginning, even if it's just something that you're doing that's getting no income at all, or it will never get any income, at least you're doing something that you love and then you go and work your other job and get paid for that. But I mean, no, I I'm, agree with you. I'm proof of this. I just started blogging about fantasy basketball. There's nothing more niche and <laughs> random than that. that. And I did it at 14. So that means anybody can do it. Um, but on top of that, I have friends who have built big followings around the most random of like glass animals. I have a friend who's like 2 million followers on TikTok around glass animals. Wow. You can do anything. I swear. Yeah. And I think there's no better opportunity yeah. place time than now. Um, I want to I talk about uh, your charity stuff. Forgive me because I'm not incredibly familiar, but I have seen you post a bunch on social about uh, you know, animal rescue places yeah. and things, yeah. things of multiple what, what are you most passionate about and what, what are you yeah. um, supporting that other people can also support? Okay, cool. Well, I do support multiple, at least like 10 plus charities um, right now, but the one that I mainly focus on is called Desperate for Love. And that's um, a Western Australian based charity organization that rescues dogs from the pound that will get put down. Um, and my last two boys, my puppy right here and my other dog that lives with my parents, um, they were both from that organization. So it really means a lot to me and I hold them very close to my heart. So yeah, they're called Desperate for Love. Um, but I do, yeah, I support multiple other animal rescue organizations, around, not just in Australia, but in America too. There's like in Nevada, there's this, um, is that how you say it? Nevada. Nevada. A, I think you a, got a wolf. Yeah, there's a wolf rescue. It's called, I'm pretty sure it's called US Wolf Refuge. And they help wolves that have either been injured or like hybrid wolves who don't have a home. And it's just like this beautiful sanctuary for them. And um, yeah, I've been supporting them for a few years as well. But yeah, the main one is Desperate for Love. And I hopefully I can rescue more dogs from them when I get a bigger backyard. Damn. And it's tax deductible. Exactly. <laughs> it's only tax deductible here in Australia if you support Australian charities. Oh, really? That's why, yeah. I do still obviously support American ones, but I'm like, I limit how much. 
deductible because it's not tax deductible. Got it. Yeah, that's that's very nice though. Thanks. Nice. Are you involved in any charities? Uh, I like, I mean, I'm all, all mostly like basketball uh, equipment and gyms and things like yeah. those are usually yeah. the ones that, that I, I'll donate to. Um, and around the holidays too. Um, and I love helping out with, with some like, um, you know, the last Thanksgiving, which feels like forever ago, but, um, the one that was just like, oh no, new Thanksgiving is coming up. We don't have yeah, Thanksgiving's Thanksgiving. this upcoming week. So last year yeah, we did, right. um, yeah. uh, food drive in the Bronx, uh, with Sheck West, who's an awesome rapper. Mm -hmm. here here in the season. Yeah. Good, great Hooper too. Um, oh, really? you know, and yeah, he's, he's awesome. Um, but we spent that, that whole day, you know, getting, feeding people and that was fun. We did a, we did a school, uh, backpacks, um, school drive as well. Uh, That's we so could like basketball, all the kids. So I like doing random stuff like that. Um, yeah. and then, and like when my friends are doing charitable things, just donating directly to them. Cause it's a lot better when you can donate to somebody and you know exactly what it's going to. Yeah, as that's opposed so true. to a company who has to pay their employee. Like a nonprofit still doesn't, oh. like they still pay people. I know, I know. Some I know. of your money will be paying their employees and not their cause. Yeah. Where yeah, if you definitely. pay directly to somebody who has a specific initiative, yeah. then you know exactly where the money's going and that yeah. feels a lot better and it usually does a lot better too so those are the yeah. things that i'll generally like if there is a specific drive a specific event yeah. my buddy yeah. uh justin right now he's in san antonio and he's getting blankets and uh food supplies and things for families in need down there uh given the pandemic and everything that is something that i support yeah I that's awesome. stamp on it boom a sport whereas like some of these other uh, i'm not going to name any names but they're very big and there are mm -hmm. a lot of controversies around where their money goes mm -hmm. da, 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 da. i'm not interested yeah. in it i'm not yeah. interested in it but in general yeah. i like supporting uh, like sports supplies and yeah. specific events that's so good puppy wants attention so i'm just shoving my hand in his mouth <laughs> um but yeah so definitely uh, when I was younger, I always thought I was going to be a marine biologist before I like, really? I swear on everything. And then I, I figured out a few important things. Um, I, I learned that a, you had to be really good at school and yes. B, um, it wasn't all just snorkeling with fish. And those no, two there's things. so much study to, isn't that like four years at college? Oh my at God. Least? I didn't do one day, so I couldn't. <laughs> But I feel like that's a lot of people's dreams. Like when they're a little bit younger, they I want to be a marine biologist. That's a lot of, I hear that a lot actually. But whether they go through with it or not is another question. My pivot now is one day I want to make documentaries around nature and that's going to be. That would be so cool. So much. How do you jump from like basketball to that? Well, my brand, so basketball, like Hoops Nation is just a company I started. It's not me. Like, you know, I got. Yeah. I have people who run that for me now. I'm totally dissociated. Um, really? But, Wait, so you didn't sell it, but you have people who run it? Yeah, <laughs> own, own 100% of it, but have yeah. uh, three very, very much more talented people than I who are who are managing and, and That's so good. daily. Um, and then underneath that, I launched subsidiaries, uh, Cards Nation, and the next one, Travel Nation. So that's gonna be the nature and travel subsidiary. Um, That's so good. You shut up. I can't believe you have so many like branches to your company now. That's amazing. Thanks. Um, but yeah, then the, then like the podcast, for example, like this podcast yeah. is, um, let's say, like uh, you know, I, I'm interested, and this is why I think podcasts are so great, and I recommend it to everybody. I recommend it to you to start one. Everybody. I can. I have people on who I'm genuinely interested in, and that is it so any subject it's like um so i didn't go to college right but let's say i want to learn about um marine biology i can reach out and get one of the best marine biologists in the world on the show whereas yes. you know i would have to they, they're not even speaking or teaching at a school yeah 
you know, Silent. they don't do private coaching in anything. They, they, there is no better way to learn yeah, um, than, than to do it through a medium like this. And the yeah. best part about it, it's free for everybody, yeah. forever. Yeah. Everyone yeah. can learn from it. And you can yeah. pick and choose what you're interested in. Let's say somebody who's you know, want, wants to learn from you, uh, yeah. they're going to listen to this episode instead of yeah. an episode I did with uh, anybody else. And yeah. if they're interested in learning about, you know, um, trying to think of a, a, of a good example about DJing, they're going to listen to an episode I did with DJ. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It's such a good way to learn. I watch and listen to so many podcasts, but I've never really considered doing one myself. But people have asked, like, that's what you could do next. But I'm not really, like, you're, that just comes natural to you. Like, you've been doing, like, your little interviews and stuff for so long now. And this is, like, what you do. This, this comes naturally to you. Whereas, like, for me, I just don't, like, see, I don't even use Zoom. I don't do anything on, wow. on like, yeah, online. Like, like you said in your own words, it's just like starting a Facebook account. Yeah. No, <laughs> podcast is not quite like that. I was, it is. It, it it's really not. Is. Podcast, you have to actually, like, be, like, really social and you have to be good at speaking to others and you have to be, like, able to find con um, people to interview and stuff every single week, right? Like, that's hard. That's a job in itself. Yeah, but... You don't have to be all of those things to be a social media star. You have, you have to collaborate with people. You have to, uh, yeah, you have to be very well versed in, in both copy and verbal. You have to be ta a talented editor or you have to be able to delegate editing. Like there are yeah. so many things that you, you're not giving yourself credit for here. Uh, maybe, well, uh, you know who is, who I think is awesome, who has his own podcast. I don't know what happened to his podcast. So it kind of stopped. But Lil Wayne's, do you listen to his podcast, Young Money Radio? I didn't know he had a podcast. Yeah. Lil Wayne had a podcast? Yeah. I don't know why I only did 11 episodes, but it stopped at 11 episodes. I don't know if anyone can let me know where I can find more. But it was really cool. Like, he had Eminem on there. He had 50 Cent on there. Like, it's all just mostly music and sports. Like, he talks, like basketball, baseball, and rap. And that's about all he talks about. So I'm just like, I just love listening to him talk. But yeah, when I saw, oh, he can do it. I was thinking, if he could do it, I could do it. But I don't really know that many people. I could have you on there as my first guest. I'd be happy to be. But See, I don't know many people, um, like the way that you know a lot of, you know a lot of people. Um, whereas I don't really have any like influence friends or know anyone famous at all because I just like live in my own little bubble but what you're forgetting is that everybody's a dm away especially I know that's, true. that's so true do yeah. people do people slide in your dms yeah I used to get way more celebs than I do now I used to get ridiculous amount of celebrities <laughs> dming me and I used to go oh my god it was like a highlight of my day. Now I just like don't care at all for people who DM me. It's like, and you know, for new people, not not like people like you or friends, but like if some random person DMs me, I'm like probably not gonna reply. Same, same on my end. When all of the uh, when all of the supermodels started DMing <laughs> me, I I didn't. I, I was really excited, but nowadays and now uh, it's just old news. You got now. better shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's always been a, been a weird one. The DM slide I is there. I know, but it's how people meet these days, right? Like it's, you can't judge someone from like meeting someone on Tinder and not judge someone for like meeting people through like the DMs and it's like pretty much the same, isn't it? Right. I mean, it's much, it's much more direct, selective. Um, yeah. Yeah. Although the interesting thing that I'm consistently reminded of is that if anybody gets a DM, that means they sent the same DM to 10 other people. Oh, a hundred percent. And if you ever get those like random, oh, I had to tell this guy to like, just stop. He would just out of the blue always send like just random pictures or like random messages, not those type, just random whatever he was doing throughout the day. 
And it, I wasn't even talking to him at all. And it would just be popping up around. I'm like, stop sending me like the bulk send out photos that you've sent to like 10 other people. Like, I don't care. And I said, if you're going to keep doing it, I will block you. It's so annoying. And it happens all the time. Like, just so you know, girls, if you think that you just all guy, if you think you just got a message, a photo message from one person, it was probably sent to 10 other people. Like Oscar just said. I don't think girls are sending 10 messages. I think if it's from a girl, it's probably direct. You reckon? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I don't send those type of... I charge people $5 for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, make everything a business and you will have it. <laughs> yes. If you, if you live and breathe business, it will be successful. Exactly. 100%. Well, who do you... Are you like renting of like people that you know or are you um doing like airbnb or what do you how do you find something for a month airbnb by the way airbnb should sponsor this podcast because i'm doing it from different airbnb locations yeah, you should. and you should do like a little house tour in the beginning and be like i'm staying at this place this month and then do the interview after that's that's something i gotta i gotta figure out for 2021 that would be a oh. good you have you got um you've got sponsors. I know you're doing your own thing, but have you also got sponsors or anything like that? On the podcast, sometimes. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a personal brand, Hoops Nation, yeah. all yeah. that, obviously. But on the podcast, depends. I know we we have a bunch for December, which is exciting. But that's so cool. Good on you. Oh my god, look at you. But uh. But yeah, it, it, on, on Hoops Nation everywhere, that's that's really the, the bread and butter of the business. Yeah, that's awesome. Amazing. Um, so I, I think a great way to close this one off would be um, if you could tell anybody out there who's either A, trying to get going on, on social media, or B is facing like, you know, some sorts of criticism, because I think that's an important subject to touch on. How do you both overcome that and you know, keep improving day and day after day and year after year as a public figure, social media person? But I think everybody, no matter who they are, um, can apply that to anything they're going through. Yeah, so I think, um... The most important rule I think you should you have to stick by if you do want to just keep doing this for a long period of time is to have a thick skin. You absolutely have to if you're in the public eye. And I, I saw something the other day of um, a, obviously the biggest TikToker in the world, Charlie D'Amelio, was like getting some criticism from something and she was crying online. I'm just like... She's so young, so of course, like, I understand it. But at the same time, if you're going to be in the public eye to that degree, you have to be ready for criticism from left, right and centre, from anyone and everyone, including people close to you, including just randoms off the internet. You have to be ready for it. And if it's what you really want, you will just keep pursuing and you will just ignore that and you will just learn to grow and get thick skin and just keep doing what makes you happy. Because if it makes you happy at the end of the day, you got to keep pursuing it. And if it doesn't and you're over it and you're bored of it, then move on and find something else that you love. But yeah, like I had to learn that um, even though people were giving me so much shit in the beginning and still do obviously, but in the very, very beginning, I thought it would bother me to the point that it would make me stop doing posting anything ever and just like go back to just chefing. But it it didn't. I thought it was going to make me stop. And then I just go, no, I'm just going to keep doing it because it makes me happy and it's what I have to do. Like, otherwise, imagine just like stopping because some randoms tell you to stop or because people around you um, just don't understand what you're doing and just don't think it's like the norm. But you, yeah, just do what makes you happy. And that's all. I, that's the only advice I could give. Follow the passion. I'm the yeah. big believer in it, whatever it is and pivot if you have to, but. Yeah. yeah, and ju- people will judge you no matter what. Like, especially if you're a like a young female and you just show you do decide to show a little bit of skin, people will judge that more than like people are gonna judge like you for being on social media because it's all just like awesome, cool, like 
Whereas like me, some people will say awesome cool, but there'll be a lot of people who'll be like, oh, I don't know if you should be doing that. That's like really risky or just like have some self-respect and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it makes me really happy and it's my business and I'm, it's a successful business. So, and I'm able to help people, able to help dogs, able to help my family. At the end of the day, that's all the important things for me. So I put up with all the criticism and the negativity just to get to you know, this at the end of the day. Well, that is very wholesome and a great <laughs> podcast. From, from someone who looks very anti-wholesome online, I am pretty wholesome in person. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Uh, Jim, <laughs> you're the best. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me, Buster. It was awesome. Everybody follow at Jem Wolfie on Instagram. Uh, yeah. I don't really have any other platforms. Oh, except for the OnlyFans, but I won't, I won't put that out on your podcast. <laughs> Um, and, uh, subscribe and we'll see you next time. Peace. Awesome.